Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome, and I am so excited about my guest today because she's a member of the Sacred Authors Group from Inspired Living Publishing, and it's such an honor to spend this time with her. Tara Abram is a designer, a photo stylist, a certified lifestyle meditation teacher, and an advocate for mindful living, and she's an international best-selling author, co-author, with Courageous Hearts and Shine. Tara has always had a passion for metaphysics, one of my most favorite topics, and learning about various spiritual practices. She began her holistic journey in 2001 as a massage therapist, but her creativity has always been a driving force, which has led her to design and other creative adventures. After her own health hurdle, she discovered the importance of connecting mind, body, and your environment for your ultimate well-being. Tara is passionate about helping others understand this magical connection that we all have. She's the founder of Juicy Living by Design, host of Juicy Conversations, a series created to inspire you to design a beautiful, juicy life and she's also the host i should say co-host of the canadian social the roundtable broadcast where nothing is off the table welcome tara it is so good to connect we've been trying to do this for a while and our schedules have been kind of crazy but here we are today girl oh well, thank you so much mel for having me it's such an honor to be here yeah i've been looking forward to this for a while so so let's talk about mindful living because uh, to me, it's a practice. It's, it's something that we choose to do. Um, it's something we all can do. So give us a little take on, on what that all means to you. Absolutely, yes. Um, I get, yeah, it, it is a practice. It is something that I've learned now over time. You definitely need to be very intentional about it. Um, I kind of had this awareness or epiphany come at some stage in the game where I realized that you know the more intentional I was about my daily practices, my routines, and my rituals, um, and the things that I incorporated into my my mind, my home, my body, um, started to make such a difference on my overall well-being. So that's kind of where that stemmed from, and it's something I'm very passionate about. I love to talk about mindful living. For me, is about a conscious choice about my thoughts and my feelings, because I know that those are the driving forces behind the powers of manifestation and what we're going to create in our reality. And I think women need to be more mindful about their thoughts and about their feelings and realizing that thoughts are strictly energy and they will show up in your reality 
as as an exact mirror of of what you were thinking. So do you have any practices that you use specifically to to monitor your thinking to create positive thoughts? Yes, I do. Um, one of the things that I love to do is I have a gratitude practice. So I like to journal. Um, usually I come with three to five things um, on a daily basis that I'm grateful for. And it can be sometimes the simplest little thing, like a complete stranger just smiled and said hello today. Like it doesn't need to be um, some massive thing, but I just find that tendency to accumulate all these things that you're grateful for um, just really helps to shape that, you know, that mindset and that framework. And you're always kind of staying in that vibration of gratitude, um, which I love. And another one I, I do sometimes, I have little goofy things that I do. I'll draw in my mirror in my bathroom with lipstick or with hearts and write things. It makes a bit of a mess when you're cleaning up, but um, I started doing these things. Um, actually, it was after a med. Well, that one I started doing after a meditation intensive um, that I had gone to. I've, I've always had done the sticky note thing, but um, that was something that was just fun and is different. And I have my kids do it too. Um, you know, just like little positive reminders that you're always seeing. And in my home, in my environment, I'm an. I love having um, signs on the walls and pillows and different things with sayings like, you know, let it be and everything is, you know, wonderful and happy and like, just, it's just think it's like, it gets into your subconscious mind and it's constantly reminding you of more positive things. So I do a lot of fun, quirky things like that. I do too. Every morning I like give myself a hug and say, Mal, you are so precious. <laughs> and it, you know, it's just a nice way to start my day. I mean, for many years I lived in the dark and I had no sense of self-worth or self-love. So now to appreciate myself and love myself, I reinforce that every day. It's like, you know, the, just the, the foundation of how things are going to go for me. Now, you're very visual, and I know that um, you're a very strong believer in creating an environment like me. You can see I love color and nice things. Mm -hmm. uh, creating an environment that supports our mindful living, supports that positivity. Uh, and you're a designer, matter of fact, I was on looking at your website, and you've got just these beautiful images of um, magnificent places and interiors. So can you give women some tips about how to create some positive juju in their living space? Absolutely. Well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of psychology behind color and how that affects you. It's one big thing. Um, and maybe, you know, you're more resonant with neutral tones and things like that to keep you calmer. Um, but maybe you like those a little bit of spark and flare. So I, th I find with myself over the years, I've tried many different things, but, you know, that's one way that you can enhance your environment you know, and um, make it more of a reflection of you and bringing things into your environment that you love and that you, you know, that are interesting. Sometimes, you know, maybe you travel around the world and you find things and that supports uh, or kind of represents a type of person. Maybe you're a free spirit and you like to go all over. But, I'm thinking, you know, there's things like that. I like to do stuff with crystals. I love bringing like a salt lamp into all my different rooms just because of the health benefits that come from it. Um, and the layout, like, like there's so many different things, but absolutely like your home is a great place to be a reflection of yourself. And, um, I find being in an environment that's supportive, um, 
in, that's not the right word, that's what I guess I'm coming up with, but creating an environment that's, you know, has a little bit of magic and a little bit of juju and that's in flow, it really does make a difference because, you know, if you're stranded in an environment where you're bogged down with clutter and there's things in the way, like you just don't see as clearly, you don't think as clearly, and I don't think you can download as clearly either, so. Uh, <laughs> I've been in a lot of words in one sense, but that makes sense. <laughs> My home is my nest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I love it. And you said, you know, about traveling. I do a lot of traveling and I bring back cherished little objects from around the globe. But when I was in India this past winter, I brought back some wonderful things, uh, some sandalwood Buddhas and uh, a fabulous Tibetan bowl and a uh, couple of little Ganeshas and things like that. I mean, just wonderful stuff. So it is a great way to decorate. And for me, my house, well, when people walk in here, they say it feels like a Zen den. So uh, it, it's colorful, it's very relaxed, it's, it's comfortable, it's not stuffy. And, um, you know, it's inviting. Mm -hmm. And it's part, I think my, my surroundings are a really strong contributor to my spiritual practice of, of meditation and journaling and all of that. It supports it. Absolutely. So I think it's really important to keep our, our homes, as you said, uncluttered, supportive of good juju. Absolutely. Now, you are a uh, certified lifestyle meditation teacher. I want to know a little bit more about that because I've been meditating for 30 years. So I'm intrigued by this lifestyle meditation. Uh, well, so lifestyle meditation is the school that I attended here um, in Alberta. It's in Edmonton. It's actually one of Canada's only meditation schools that um, offers what they do. Um, my mentor, she had the privilege of working with Deepak Chopra over a period of eight years. And so she flew back and forth and she's absolutely amazing. So um, yeah, so our meditation training kind of combines both that science aspect, you know, the neuroscience, how the brain all works, but then along with that, the spiritual and it's kind of bringing the two together. Um, so the, the training was absolutely amazing. The school's amazing. And I've learned so much. It was something that I was just kind of called to do and a series of synchronicities. I didn't even know the school was here. So I went to my first intro class and then last year I took the certification training and then earlier this year I went back for another 200 hour and week intensive wow. and yeah so I it has it has been very life-changing. It's something that I've brought into my home i've you know taught it to my children um and i love to share the practice with others and i really believe in the power of collective meditation and how that can raise the vibration of you know the planet so can you give us some specific steps on how to maybe start that type of practice well i think it it starts as simple as just following your breath and if that's one thing that you just start to do, um, I mean, ideally they say you want to get into a practice in silence, you know, that five to seven minute mark to kind of, you know, and ideally up to 20. But if, if somebody's just starting out and that, that might even seem overwhelming or I don't even have that much time. So, you know, one thing that yeah, we, I recommend is to just 
take check of your breath when you're in, you know, in a frantic situation or even just first thing in the morning, just that, you know, just really that breathing in and exhaling deeply just kind of just helps to move that energy. It brings that sense of calm. And I think it's really, really cool how the breath is that one function in our body that we can control. And, you know, out of all the things that go on that, you know, we don't think when our hearts beat and all the other different things that happen, but we can control our breath. So I think it's a really powerful tool and a great place to just start. You know, I'm becoming more mindful of breath because one, it's our life force. Two, I mean, it's so connected to just, you know, that kundalini energy. Another word for life force that just goes right up through our body and through the tops of our head. But I'm one of those people that holds her breath a lot. And I wasn't aware of it until a meditation teacher said, you're not breathing. And I was like, I'm not. She said, no, you're, you're, you're really kind of holding your breath. Now, I do hold my breath when I get in stressful situations. So I'm becoming mindful of conscious breathing, especially when I'm triggered, especially if I'm getting a little fearful. I take my breath in. I go, okay, you know, release. You've got this. And I, I walk myself through situations where I'm feeling a little uncomfortable by using breathing it's so powerful it's one of the greatest tools that women have uh and yet we don't know how to use it yeah. nobody teaches us how to use it i know so it's exciting that you know there's this training of of uh lifestyle meditation now what is your favorite spiritual practice? Because you mentioned that you have several. So w when I say favorite, what do you find the most transformative? Well, one of my mentors that I've worked with, uh, she was one of my first spiritual mentors uh, in business, but also kind of layering that practice alongside with it. So I have to admit, I'm kind of one that likes to layer the magic, as she call, <laughs> called it, uh, when she taught me. So I, I, there's a series of things I like to do. You know, I like to use crystals, sage. I like to work with the elements like earth, air, fire, water, uh, and spirit. So when I'm doing my meditation practices, rituals, especially around the moon cycles, um, mm -hmm. is where I really like to kind of extra layer those. And I just, I find, I don't know, I've had such positive results that I just continue to do it. So, um, Working with crystals, I love them. I'm just really starting to learn about them. Uh, tell us a little bit about maybe some like starters for someone who wants to start using crystals. Could you pick two or three that would have like great benefits to start? Because you can't get them all at once. So no. maybe a little starter kit, something that would really help women to for positivity to uplift them. Mm -hmm. um, I love amethyst. Amethyst is just such a good one. I find it has so many positive properties to it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, like a black tourmaline, just like for protection, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, selenite is always, I, I love selenite. I'm, I can go on. I'm like, well, I like citrine too. <laughs> but those three, I don't know. I think those three are kind of a good balance because they bring in 
uh, different elements. And then when working with the moon cycles, I like to use like, you know, on full moon, I'll use like a clear and the white stones and on the dark moon, the new moon, I'll use a darker uh, stones. Oh, I yeah. Um, I have a selenite wand. So some days if I'm feeling a little disconnected, um, feel like I'm not standing in my power, I take my selenite wand and just sort of do my R to clear it and just, you know, all around myself in case there's anything trying to cling to me, I use the wand sort of as a clearing, a protective uh, energy yeah. to, um, you know, get rid of, of uh, negative energy. Uh, you mentioned amethyst and what are some of the powers of amethyst? Oh gosh, amethyst, well, purple is a spiritual color. So mm -hmm. that works up with your crown chakra. So that allows you to kind of, it just opens the doors to um, insights and downloads and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's also a stone of abundance. So if you're looking to, you know, to bring more abundance and prosperity into your life, it's great for that too. Um, it's a good healing stone um, for people that, you know, have gone through, I think addiction, I have, I have to look it up. I should double check on that, but I'm pretty sure um, yeah, addictions and things like that, that you're wanting to overcome. Amethyst is also really good for that. It's, it's a balanced stone, I find, but mm. abundance, it's, it's good for that and, and opening up those those channels. Um, something that's fun to do, because um, I love the chakras and the energy system, um, is like in between your mattresses to put um, a different stone for each chakra color oh, all the way up. So that when you're sleeping, it's in line with your chakras. Oh, I um, love that idea. That's a fabulous idea. So you wouldn't need big ones. You could just get little ones at like a crystal yeah. shop and then like just put them all the way down the mattress in, in alignment with each chakra. Yeah, like in between the box spring and the mattress. Yeah, so then that's you know, a fabulous just idea. Yeah, because I, I think because stones carry these energetic properties, right? So it's because uh, a lot of people sometimes have asked me, "What what do you use crystals for?" But they, it's just the energy that they carry in them, and um, I just think it's really cool. It's I've I've just I've noticed the benefits from using them. So it was it was kind of when my health hurdle came about. I had been always you know I always was introduced to crystals. And then one day my, I was like, okay, I got to learn more about these. And here my daughter had this massive crystal collection and all these books. And Nana had been getting her crystals for all these years. <laughs> she was like, here you go, mom. <laughs> like, oh my God. This whole, so it was kind of cool how it all happened. But. And you know, what's nice about that also, I just, something that popped into my head. If someone was struggling with a certain issue, like, you know, the heart chakra, relationship issues, self-love issues, they could just get that one stone and put it under their mattress. So what would be a good stone for the heart chakra? Well, the heart is green. So um, like a, even like a green citrine would be nice or um, what else? Oh, I can't think of another one off the top of my head. But Jade's Jade, green. Jade, yes, yes, Jade. it is. Yes, yeah. I'm like drawing a blank, but there are some really fantastic books out there that you can yeah. get that will identify like different ailments or if it's stressors or, you know, maybe certain pains within the body. Um, I've got several that I refer to because there's so many different stones out there. Um, so there are some really wonderful resources that somebody's looking to kind of just start to introduce those. Um, 
but yeah, absolutely. Like if, if you're having one area or one chakra that you're really needing to work with, um, like you say, opening up that heart chakra, sometimes people are having difficulty when you were talking about holding that breath in and clenching, you know, when we get emotional, we hold that in, you know, our throat chakra. So working yeah. with, you know, a blue stone or a blue cyanite, something like that to open up that heart or that throat chakra. So we can use the, the crystals in various ways, you know, different ways like that. So. Oh, I love that idea because I, um, I'm new at this. I'd say the last couple of years, I've been reading um, a wonderful book on chakras by, and I never say her name right, but Anna, um, it's like Anna Death, and she's one of the best teachers of chakra work. And I've, I've, I'm sorry, I should have probably had her name handy, but, and then learning about the colors and the traits of each chakra and the energies and what, and what they control and the stones. It's real. I love it. It has been fascinating. And, you know, I carry certain stones with me now intentionally on, on days when I, I need a little boost. I yes. tell you a couple of things. And matter of fact, I just gave a friend of mine, uh, kyanite and shungite, the kyanite to cut negative energy, cords to old relationships, um, cords to hurtful memories. She's moving. And I said, we're going to, I'm giving you this piece of kyanite. So when you step out of your house for the last time, you're going to cut the negative energy all of those cords and leave them here in Massachusetts before you move to your new home in Florida. I love she it. loved it. And then yeah. the shungite is also for negative. I said, now you'll have the shungite for your new home so that no negative energies, nothing's coming in. This is good, clean space, energetically, you know, pure. And so it's fun. I mean, you can just do wonderful, wonderful things. You, by the way, are so generous. You, I know that you have, um, a free gift for the audience if they choose they can go to your website and get it so tell us a little bit about that yes uh, so i have a mini meditation on my website it's a 10 minute mini vacay so it's a little it's a guided meditation a walk down to the beach so if you need a little relaxation and you don't have time to get away it's something that you can come back to and use over again and you can find that at juicylivingbydesign.com and it's a free download. Awesome. And I'm going to have your web address in the show notes as well so they can just click on it and get it. Tara, this has been fun. You just have all these resources and, and juicy knowledge. No wonder it's Juicy Living by Design, which ladies, it's a choice. It if you is. want to have a juicy life, it's by choice. It just doesn't happen. And Tara and I both know that. And I'm a strong, strong proponent of the power of our choice. We don't get too many things in life we get to control, but choice is one of them. Tara, this has been so much fun having you today. I hope you'll join us again. And the best of uh, luck to you. Are you going to do another book soon? I think so. I think so. Wonderful. I have a couple ideas. <laughs> yeah. We've had great success with the last two. Thank you again. It's been a joy. Thank you so much for having me, Mel. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalDwaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth 
six-week video course. 